Well, that shut him up, didn't it? <laughs> You're not going to trick me again. <laughs> what what's our uh, what's our topics for today here? Do we have any we have about some... the fact that Rob is getting going to be kind of slow and predictable. <laughs> well, it's not it's 5 after 9. We got to get going. Got to get this show on the road. So we've got well, some space stuff to talk about. What oh, else do we have to talk want... about? Um, I did manage to get to see the first, um, episode of Picard, which... Oh, nice. I saw both episodes so far. Uh, well, let's talk about that then. That'll be okay. Good. Because I, I got to watch the first episode when they posted it to YouTube, yeah, mm -hmm. legally, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really, really liked it, but boy... Okay, well, let's save it for the podcast, That's if that's all right. I thought we were doing the podcast. Oh, are we doing the podcast? Well, let's, let's... We're recording. Let's, let's, we're recording. You're right. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Let's. Some whis <laughs> I need some whiskey for this tea. <laughs> I was going to say. Is that a thing? Is it Irish? Can you have Irish tea? Is that? I don't know about that, but you definitely need to do something. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dedicated <laughs> Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorentino, and I'm here with my drunk co-hosts, Carney and Dave. Hello, Carney. Hello. I say one of us is impaired, but I don't think it's me. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen, this e this morning, evening, whatever the hell it is, wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast? Morning for us. <laughs> good morning. I'm as good as I ever am at this time we have selected together. Oh, excellent. So Dave is like a little fuzzy teddy bear that just needs a hug right now. Yeah, so back to Picard. I mean, so yeah, okay, so let's talk. Right? <laughs> absolutely, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Star Trek uh, Picard. We're gonna. Have you seen it, Dave? I have not. I okay. I so, I found out it was on YouTube, but I, as I mentioned to Carney, I think I'd rather just watch all of them together. So watching one now and the rest of them in three months or whatever just didn't seem to. Be the way to go. You're uh, you're 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 gonna you're gonna binge it when it comes out. Well, in order to maximize my CVS all dollar access, yes. Gotcha. So what uh, what are your thoughts on the? So we're gonna talk about it without without spoilers here yeah. for those of you who who haven't seen it yet, which is probably a lot of people. But uh, what did you think of the first episode, Carney? I thought it was really really good, but it was a bit intense for me. I I watched it. Um, I was planning on, I'd been playing WoW and talking to people, and I went off to watch it and then go to bed. And after watching it, I couldn't go to bed. I mean, it was just, it was very intense. And I'm interested to hear about your opinions about the second one. Um, I thought it was very good. I thought it, it, it was a, I mean, people are going to complain. People complain if it rains money. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So people, Star Trek fans that might not like something. What? Yeah. <laughs> hey, mean, come on. Hey, the one thing I can say, and boy, this is saying <clears throat> some about Star Wars fans, is that Star Trek fans appear to be better than Star Wars fans. <laughs> I think I think that's true. Yeah, Star Wars fans have some sort of religious thing. Maybe they're all like they're all uh, they're all members of the Jedi Church or something. And, <laughs> Or maybe they've really got a lightsaber shoved someplace where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I really, I also really enjoyed the first episode. It was super nice to see uh, 
Jean-Luc Picard back and uh, he the, the, it's not I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say that he starts out in uh, <clears throat> one of your home countries France Carney and yeah. uh, well you know and, you just uh, make that assumption but do we know for sure that that's France it's a vineyard for sure and the architecture sure. looks old but you know you never know <laughs> I get well he is ta- he is speaking French to his dog could be in Luxembourg Sure, I suppose. I think <laughs> just I'm, giving you hard. I don't know. I, it's possible. I'm not sure if they. Yeah, if it actually says on the show somewhere that it is in France, but yeah, I just don't a hollow suite. It could be just a hollow suite. That's right. When you retire in Star Trek, they actually just put you in an eight by eight cube, and then <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> and then they make you think that the world is real. <clears throat> I, I could handle that kind of a retirement. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know. Ha- have holo playmates to amuse me. Anyway, uh-huh. that's, yes, let's move on. Well, that, no, I think that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> what do you really think of the visit. second sh- show? Second, the second episode continued along uh, in the level of quality the first is. Oh my goodness, we have a we have a very we have a new guest to the podcast. His name is Binkley. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> and he's a Star Trek fan he's too. Uh, he's. He saw both episodes of Star Trek, and <laughs> and it gets three wolves, and he gets three wolves. Woo woo woo! <laughs> he's gonna. My wife is leaving the house right now, so he's gonna be very. He's gonna be very noisy for a while. So, uh, talk to me a little bit, Carney, if you can, <laughs> in the interregnum here. Where, uh, what did you like about it without spoiling it? Oh, that's a good. Well, for one thing, I like the fact that. Um, to revisit characters but um you know i i'm not sure i could put my finger on it except that it, it was it was a star trekky character driven rather than you know effects driven you know there there's there there's plenty of special effects you know this is the future after all and there's stuff going on just in the background that tells you you're not in Kansas anymore. But this is really about Jean-Luc Picard, Data. You know, pr- presumably later on it's going to be about the other characters coming into it. And I just like that. It's like, this is going to sound corny, but a little bit like coming home after, you know, Star Trek The New Generation Season 8 almost. Yeah, it it did, and I I it, I totally agree. And it's it's I heard somebody describe it as this is a drama. This is not an action adventure show, which is kind of nice. It's 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 not. Oh my gosh, my dog is just going crazy. I apologize. <laughs> he's he's. We have a bell at the back for when he wants to go outside. He rings the bell, so we're gonna hear the bell until he's satisfied that my wife is not coming back in the door. <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, it was it was it was nice. It was good. It was and and when I say drama instead of action adventure, it wasn't boring at all. It was uh, it was very well done and well acted and um, was great. Yeah. So, I, and I, I recently watched uh, two the the last two Star Trek movies uh, to kind of prep for this because a lot of the same there's a lot of overlap, and I watched actually a couple relevant. Uh, episodes of next generation as well and uh boy they really just nailed i mean they they're not fooling around the people that that make this show sure as heck know a lot about the original show and and all the <clears throat> all the stuff about it and it it fits right in and and mm-hmm. if anything it made me realize how terrible 
uh, Star Trek Nemesis is. That is just an awful movie. <laughs> it is. I, I had to, I had to, I had to break out the the alcohol really to get through the movie. <laughs> it's like I want to watch this movie so I get the backstory, but God, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I'm going to throw one spoiler in there is I was highly amused by the dog being called number one for any mm. number of reasons. Of course. Yeah, I couldn't. I uh, I was uh, I was delighted by that, mostly because that's the name of of Dave's dog more than anything else. Well, I was more delighted because I keep visualizing when um, um, Riker shows up and discovers <laughs> the, <you> know, number one. <laughs> Which doesn't happen in the first episode, but it's yeah. going to happen at some point. Yeah, it's got to. Exactly. Right, I mean, just, right. just the potential for comedy there exactly. cannot yeah. be wasted. <laughs> yeah, but at some point, Picard and they're all, at some point, they're all going to be in a room together. And Picard's going to say, come here, number one. <laughs> and, the, and Riker and the dog are going to look at each other. <laughs> Which one is he talking to? <laughs> But anyway, no, so that's great. So yeah, watch watch Star Trek Picard if you can. Um, I'd say it's definitely worth. Uh, I, I think Dave, your strategy of maybe waiting until it's over and then getting your uh, free two week trial of CBS All Access might be might be really good because then you could watch Picard and you could also watch two seasons of Discovery. That is the pl- well, I've seen them season one of Discovery. So yeah, just uh, yeah, maximize the dollar. You know. I enjoyed season two as well. I think I like season two a little bit better than season one. And I think I'm actually liking Picard a little more than I like season two of discovery and season two of discovery was, I thought was pretty good. A lot of people had some <clears throat> quibbles with it, but I didn't, I thought it was great, but I'm a, I am a star Trek fan and I've seen all the episodes and all the movies of all the shows and it's great. Yeah. You know, Every time I see, I started watching um, the new generation again on Netflix. Only I did it mm-hmm. after Picard, and um, I'm sure this is going to get me lynched <laughs> if there are actually people listening to our podcast. But watching Star Trek: New Generation and Picard just kind of drove home to me how incoherent the Star Wars stuff is. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I enjoy it. And I'm a fan of it, and I'll never, never forget seeing Star Wars for the first time in the theater. But that being said, is that is Star Wars is very much action and suffers a little bit on some of the succeeding films from okay, how do we top this? You know, trying mm-hmm. to keep everything coherent. That they have some some pretty critical fails on the coherence part. And yes, especially in the. Have you seen episode nine? I have not yet. Well, let me just say it doesn't get any better <laughs> in the coherence front. <laughs> oh, good. And the one and the one upsmanship. It's just like it's it's. We now have the galaxy destroyer. <laughs> <clears throat> it's. I won't tell you what it is in in episode nine, but it's. It's got to be something. Uh, they they had to raise the level of of danger even more, and they did so and and to be fair i uh i uh it, um having trouble being to, fair to, are we <laughs> i am it is very difficult 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did enjoy episode nine when I was in the theater watching it, and it, you know, it, it's it's like the culmination of something that started in 1977, and you know, kind of came to an end in December and I was very emotional at the time and it's just like, but the movie made no sense at all. So, I mean, it's, it, it made about as much sense as a really good, uh, adventure, uh, ride at Disney world or something. Die like hard. That. Yeah. Well, die hard, actually die hard makes a lot of sense. You know, not I mean, he's, really, he's got a week to, he's got a week to retirement. Come on. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe I shouldn't say Die Hard, the Die Hard series. Okay, sure. Oh, you know, I, oh yeah. The first Die, die hard, hard, four I think or it, five. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, Die Harder. And then there was what it was the there's like one in Russia or something. Or something. There's one in Russia. There's one with yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's, the whole world uh, is out to get him for some reason. <laughs> there's there's right. like a league of supervillains. Okay, whose right. turn is it to go after him today? <laughs> I thought he was retired. No, no, still got to go after him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I think actually I think the first movie, like the first Star Wars movie, are is a fantastic film. And agreed, it's it, the first the first Die Hard movie is actually like taught in film classes as <clears throat> as a film that's just really really well structured, and it kind of has the it has the classic. Uh, you know, hero's journey kind of structure to it from, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, so it's, it's really, I think it's really well done and it's, it's, uh, you know, well acted of course and, and everything, but yeah, it kind of goes downhill after that. <clears throat> There's not so much harder. downhill as they get on a treadmill and, you know, you can only spin that little wire wheel so fast before the hamster yeah. goes flipping over the top. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is just too much of a good thing and, you know, it's just kind of, <clears throat> Anyway, so uh, let's move on from uh, a fake space to uh, real space. I heard there was a lot of uh, big news in, in space this week. What's up this week, Well, uh, selected, selected cho- topics. Yes. yes. First one is the Draco um, space capsule, which is SpaceX's um, man crew capsule. Uh, I shouldn't say Draco. It's Dragon. Draco is the name of the thrusters. Anyway, they, they tested the... Um, capsule and a live launch and the safety abort system worked they you know the whole the parachutes worked they recovered the capsules yada 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 everything looked good so they're reviewing data but it's entirely possible we're going to see a man crew launch within the next few months which is nice because the last news was they did a pad test on the um draco or dragon capsule and had a oxidizer leak which caused an explosion mm. and they managed to fix that <clears throat> which i think in any everybody who really followed the stuff knew because it was such an obvious the the accident that happened was just so obviously what it was that everybody figured they'd fix it pretty quick but can you back up? i i wasn't i'm not someone who follows this as closely as you are so Tell me what was the actual problem that happened? Okay, they were doing a pad test, and just before they fired the the motors for the capsule, there they well, how to basically a, a wrong valve got opened, and there was a leak of nitrous oxide, and um, actually I can't say it right. It's 
N2O4, and it's kind of a reddish mist. And everybody who watched the test saw the big cloud of reddish mist come out just before the explosion. And there's pretty much only one thing in rocketry that could produce that reddish mist, which is the oxidizer. And the fact that it was released before the engine fired told everybody that it was something wrong with the valve somewhere. <laughs> okay. So, but, so this is the so what happened this week was they launched this Dragon space capsule, and it didn't blow up. Right, didn't uh, blow up, didn't have any problems, worked flawlessly. They'd also been having some problems with the parachutes in previous tests, so this was to validate the fact that the parachutes worked as well. Gotcha. So what? Uh, so I, maybe I'm just an idiot, but so something blew up, and then they're going to put human beings in it after just one more successful test. Yeah, I mean, how how to put this is that. You're basically riding on the biggest bomb in creation. Is that it, rockets pretty much have one failure mode, and that's explode. And yeah, it's it's it depends on the type of the the error. You know, if if you've got a situation where somebody forgot to lock the door, there's only so much testing you can do to validate the door locking concept. You know, the the solution is to smack somebody and say lock the damn door. And the the problem that they had with the ca the capsule previously was on that order. It was a, you know, an error of sequencing that really shouldn't have happened. And the, there there isn't anything really you can engineer to prevent that from happening. It's mm -hmm. it's you know, you've got to open both valves at the same time or bad things happen. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> I get, I get. Yeah, boy, that seems to me like. So what was the actual problem? Was it just somebody screwed up and they got fired or, or what? No, well, I don't know on the, the that level of detail, but the actual problem was that the um, you pressurize the sy system as you're bringing it up to standby for operation. And when they pressurized the system, they opened a valve that allowed the the oxidizer to get into the combustion chamber ahead of the fuel which when the fuel was added it was not a good mixture and it basic, basically you had a backfire mm -hmm. you know oh, you keep seeping, saying they so this is actually somebody cranking a valve with their hand no no, no 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 at this point this is all so software okay that I would have assumed that but the way you were saying it I, I thought it was human error at the at the moment not in the programming no, no. The, the the as far as anyone, as far as I know, it was error in the programming. Okay, all right. Specifically in the safety interlocks. You know, one was one wasn't supposed to open on its own, and it was opened on its own. Still, I would, wow. Well, I guess that just goes to show you how dangerous the test yeah. pilot job is. Well, it, it really is. I mean. If you look at the fatality rate for space flight as a percentage of people in space, you know, it, it's it's not it's not a job for the timid. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not joking about this. I'm I'm deadly oh, no. serious. I I'd, I'd have to go and count up the numbers, but it, you know, the, it's certainly in the single percentage. Now, it might be as high as 5 or 10% of all astronauts, mm -hmm. you know, 
who, if you include the ones that died on the pad as being astronauts, which I do, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's getting like, safer, uh, but I it's mean, dangerous. Not, not to be disrespectful, but it's like, you know, in terms that we might understand, it's like rolling a one or a two on a 20 sided dice. And uh, that's, that happens. I mean, every time you go up in space, you're rolling a one or a two. That's, it's going to come and get you eventually. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's getting a lot better in my opinion. I mean, the, the rockets are more capable. Our knowledge is more, is better. You know, the, the Soviets have managed, I mean, they've had some problems. They had that, um, abort geez, last year at some point. I can't remember exactly when it was, but you know, but the astronauts survived that. But you know, the Soviets with their Soyuz, as long as they can keep the quality control of the manufacturing, they, they, they've nailed that on their end. And, I think that they're putting an awful lot of testing and an awful lot of safety and thought into this. And I think that probably we're going to end up with a pretty safe capsule. When, when you say they, you don't mean the Russians. You mean uh, SpaceX? NASA. NASA. Oh, NASA. Okay. NASA is pretty much the one that's got the last <coughs> word on the safety. You know, if you don't satisfy NASA, you, they don't certify it as ready for crew. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm pretty sure both Boeing and SpaceX would cheerfully load people into a fryer cracker. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, not not to be too cynical, but Boeing is too focused on the money and SpaceX is too focused on fixing problems after they happen. Right. You know, and so NASA has the last word on it. And I, I have a, NASA isn't perfect, but I have a fair degree of faith in them. Mm hmm. No. Well, yeah, and then they're the only one that are really <clears throat> their motivations are. I think, like you said, you know, they, each company has their own motivations, and and that colors colors judgment. What's the what's the quote? Uh, it's hard to convince somebody of something if their job depends on them Uh-oh. believing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so, and on a separate one, other space topic I want to bring up, if I may. Of course. Um, we we had a well this this will be last month at this point but there was an emergency deorbit of a direct tv satellite and that that's a lot less exciting than it sounds because i'm not even sure it's made it to the atmosphere yet but it was a geostationary satellite that had a failure on the battery that caused it to overdraw the battery and put it in danger of the next time it had to go on battery power, it might explode. So the people running the, the satellites talked to the, F, what is it, the FAA, that I believe, that has authority over this, and um, got were basically saying, we need permission to bring the satellite down now before it goes into a shadow and the batteries blow up and we have a big cloud of debris in geosynchronous orbit. <laughs> right. And actually, they're not, I actually read about this, they're not actually bringing it down. They're they're moving it up to like a garbage, a graveyard orbit is what they're calling it. Well, that was um, one option. I think that was the start, but I think it, the end game of that is a deorbit maneuver because they've also got to get... It's still carrying quite a bit of liquid propellant, and I, I mean, I suppose they might put let it go up a little bit and then blow up there, but 300 miles is still uncomfortably close to a large number of geostationary satellites. Mm-hmm. Well, they, so this is according to spacenews.com. 
on January 29th, they're they're raising the altitude 300 to to about 300 kilometers, mm-hmm. um, which they call a graveyard orbit. So yeah, I I who knows what's going to happen to it once apparently there's a bunch of garbage up there already. So yeah, yeah. The, then when they decommission satellites, that's one of the neat tricks they do is to just move it up and allow the garbage to accumulate. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I read said that they were uh, trying to come up with permission to deorbit the thing because of the worries about it just going boom with yeah. no warning whatsoever. Right, and <laughs> which is that seems like a bad thing, but yeah. I, well, especially yeah. when you consider it's carrying, uh, well, I think it was seventy or eighty pounds of propellant still. Right. That's that's right up there with an aerial bomb in terms of energy. So that's that's going to put some shrapnel out there that's interesting so i mean it's uh, when they build these satellites do they i mean is this kind of what they how they expect them to die not the explosion part but the right decommissioning putting them into quote garbage orbit yeah pretty much because the deal is is it takes a lot of fuel and a lot of time to um get a satellite from geosynchronous into a re-entry orbit and mm-hmm. that's all fuel that could be used to keep the satellite on station making money. So right. the, usually the very last little bit of fuel is used to move it up into a you know s- safe orbit if they even bother to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know the satellite just sits there and becomes an inert piece of junk. Gotcha. So and it takes a, so it takes a less planetary f- shield part of our yeah. planetary shield. <laughs> At the rate they're going, yeah. <laughs> The good news is is that if we ever decide that we've got some kind of factory in orbit, maybe that can be a source of raw materials. <laughs> but yeah, it's just garbage up there. Over to you, Rob. I'm done. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you finished just in the nick of time because I was racing to let the dog out, <laughs> so he wouldn't keep ringing that stupid bell. All right, well we're almost uh, we're gonna we're almost ready to wrap this up. So what's been uh, what's been good this fortnight for you guys? Anybody anybody who wants to start, just jump right in. Ah, okay, good. I'll do it then. <laughs> watch the uh, season or watch the series finale of The Good Place. I uh, actually why we watched we recorded it on Thursday and we watched it on Saturday. Just a delightful wrap up to a wonderful show. So if you guys haven't seen The Good Place, uh it is over now. You can safely binge it, Dave, and uh hope you hopefully you enjoy it. I don't believe I've even heard of it. Oh, it's it's I would say it's the best show on network television, which isn't as high a bar as it used to be, but it's still a pretty high bar. Yeah, the, the amount of, of of garbage on TV has increased exponentially, but I'd say the amount of good stuff has remained constant. You just have to work harder to find it. What what network is it on? Uh, that's on the National Broadcasting Company, NBC. Oh, so the I Peacock. Can't, I can't uh, peacock. combine it with the uh, CBS All Access binge. I think you can start watching. Uh, you can the first three seasons are on Netflix, and I'm sure the fourth season will be there soon. So you could actually start watching it and uh, 
know that it's know that it's over and it wrapped up and it has a had a, I thought it had a just a fantastic uh, series finale. So there you go. Hmm. How about you, Carney? What's been good for you this fortnight? I hesitate to talk because I seem to have been talking exclusively this entire. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, I, I asked you a direct question. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> how about cornhole has started up again, so I've got an excuse once a week to get out of the house and go drink beer. Is the cornhole the, the name of a beer? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, well, I hesitate to call it a sport, but let's call it a sport. They set a, a wooden board about 30 feet apart, and you throw bean bags at the board oh. to get it, trying to get it through a little target hole. Gotcha. And it, it's, it's, it's played by teams against each other. Sure. And for some reason, the playing gets more erratic as the night gets later. Can't imagine why, since we're holding it at a brewery. <laughs> I have, uh, I have, I've played that game. I never knew it was called cornhole, though. Um, so that's awesome. So that's that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. And we'll have to play some cornhole. Now. I actually have a cornhole set in my garage so okay. when we get together we'll have to we'll have to put some we'll have to make that a, re- a reality <laughs> I, I hope you realize just how truly awful i am <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not good either so be great. i thought that's why you drink to get better <laughs> it certainly doesn't make me worse <laughs> <laughs> how about you dave what's been good for you this fortnight oh yeah i know in previous discussions about it we've kind of it's been discussed that it's horseshoes for people who with beer. Yes. Nice. I mean, yes. if you're throwing horseshoes and drinking, somebody will, <laughs> somebody's neck will get wrong. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a bad, yes. bad, bad combination. What? Large pieces of iron and drunk people? No. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? How about you, Dave? Anything good happened for you this fortnight? Or, or a thing that you observed? Well, I don't know that it's good. I mean, it's I, probably a spoiler for all those people who uh, haven't watched the Super Bowl yet. But you know, it's kind of disappointing to see the 49, 49ers win. But you know, I really was happy to see the sportsmanship that the uh, Chiefs exhibited. So <laughs> we are uh, just so you, <laughs> just in case you think Dave is high as a kite, we're actually recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. The Super Bowl will be happening in about eight hours from now. So, <laughs> so Dave is obviously. Yeah, I was wondering. Travel. I'm going. Okay, is there some deeper meaning here that I'm missing, or is he just messing with people? <laughs> I think the answer to that question, when regarding Dave, is he's messing with people almost every single time. <laughs> I'm a, by the way, I'm against using uh, Roman numerals for the. I'm going to put. Roman numerals in the show notes here, but uh, I'm against Roman numerals for the Super Bowl. I mean, nobody knows what LIV means. Give me a break. What? <clears throat> I you might clearly. Know what it means. Yeah, you clearly didn't attend Albert City Truesdale uh, grade school. <laughs> That's that right? Was that a was that a grade school topic for you? Was Roman numerals? Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Was for me too. Actually, I'm sure. I'm sure I must have been taught it at some point. What was? What do you think the the logic of of teaching youngsters the Roman numeral system? I mean, is that just because it's to make useful. you understand how 
Uh, makes you understand how great our real system is. Well, there's that <laughs> too. Yeah. But it, but Roman numerals are used a lot in all sorts of things. I suppose that's you, true. You know. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be if we wouldn't keep teaching movies. You need to know one through ten. Right. It wouldn't be such a big deal if we wouldn't keep teaching little kids about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we could get rid of that nasty metric thing if we stop teaching. Oh, totally. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember in the '70s we were definitely going to the metric system any minute now. Uh-huh. They were like teaching us that with you know with with abandon. They were like, "Oh my God, you guys got to learn this shit, or you're going to be screwed forever." Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then we were <laughs> really really out. well taught the other system, and then we really are screwed forever. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been a, a a delightful discussion for me. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, if you want to listen to us more. You can, revi- you can find all our back episodes at dedicatednerds.net or probably right there in your podcast feed where you're listening to us right now. If you want to get a hold of us, we are at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter. Or you can send us some email, dedicatednerds at gmail.com. Thanks and have the, a, rest, a good rest of your Super Bowl Sunday, Carney. Thank you and likewise to you. And thank you, Dave, and have a good rest of your day as well. Thank you. We'll talk to the rest of you in a fortnight. Bye-bye.